Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So today I want to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome. So my first question is, have either of you experienced imposter syndrome? And what advice do you have for people going through it? Scott, have you ever had imposter syndrome? I probably, I think if I'm honest, I, there may have been glimpses. And then to me, I would say, well, I just power through it. So I don't, I don't know that it is dreadfully held me back. Honestly, one of the things, Courtney, that's I think maybe different about Scott and I, and I think it is almost not fair. Scott and I both have a tremendous amount of confidence and probably have had that confidence most of our lives. Probably too much. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, over, the overconfidence, right? The cockiness, right? <laughs> you know, um, all of that. So, I mean, we're this, super humble. We, I mean, we don't brag, <laughs> right? We're just regular old, you know. It's a little embarrassing. I mean, truly, from that particular standpoint. And we have actually had to work a little bit on that side of us so that we're not showing all that cockiness to the world. Um, Because unfortunately, we probably have a really big dose of self-confidence. Now, with that said, I have had some situations that have happened to me. And oftentimes, it's precipitated by a huge failure. And for me, when I have had big, huge failures, I have to rebuild that self-confidence. And in that spot, those were times when I truly had to ask myself, are you really less than? Because I think that's what happens with imposter syndrome is we start to think that you are less than less than the people you're interacting with, less than what the task requires. And that piece of actually examining, are you less than? If you're willing to look at the data, the facts, it allows you then to be humble in the places where you don't have information and admit I'm not all that in a bag of chips. And allows you to stand in the place where you do have the experience, where you do have the knowledge base and bring that to the table. And I think that's important regardless of where you are at any situation. It's to come in and understand you're not all that in a bag of chips on everything. However, where can you add value? And where do you need to say, I'm not the person that's best suited to answer that question. Maybe somebody else's. Who would that be? That, I think, really helps with imposter syndrome, is in that spot of recognizing you're not supposed to be all things. You're not supposed to know all things. And many times we get put in situations where no one has the answer, and we're just trying to seek an answer, right? Move forward. Find a solution. And that happens to a lot of executives, right? They think they're supposed to have the answer, but reality as an executive, you're trying to come up with an answer that's never happened to this organization before. What do you think, Scott? I think there's this place where we're all going to feel this moment of 
I don't know. I'm not worthy. And I think that really is the kind of the trigger of that imposter syndrome. And so I'm not good enough. Right. And I diminish myself. Mm -hmm. And when you really get into the imposter syndrome, it's really, but you're diminishing yourself actually lower than you actually are. And probably are ruminating on it. Yeah. Right. You're rolling around in that, that like circular thought pattern. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And to have diminished yourself way beyond really where your line is for the skill set you do have. That's a good point. And I think it's fair that we've all done this in in something in our life, Mm -hmm. work, sports, relationships, any of those things. So I I think they're just the reality that that that's happened to everyone. And those who say, oh, it never happens like we kind of did at the beginning. We're (laughs) kind of full of crap. Uh, It happens and we move past it, right? So I think it's really then, okay, how do you move past it? Well, first and foremost, you have to identify if you remember the old commercial, is it real or is it Memorex? Uh, (laughs) Oh, Lord. Courtney's looking at me like, what the hell is a Memorex? Uh, Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. So I think there's this, this piece that you have to say. Am I really as bad as I as I think I am, or that? Right. And and what's the reality? What, what are what are what's the, the data points? Mm-hmm. And then to me, it's about asking yourself those difficult questions to say, "Is this real? Who do I need around me to move past this?" I mean, someone told me once, "Oh, just fake it till you become it." I'm sorry, that is the worst, stupidest advice I've ever heard. Okay, I'm sorry. I know there's a whole TED talk about this, right? Fake it till you make it. I, okay, I, I think the the premise makes sense. You still have to surround yourself and have some amount of support and believe that you can move past on the other side of that. And then it's just working through it. So if you, you know, if you go and I find it helpful and I would recommend to people if you really feel that way, right. Okay, so okay. What about this is true? I'm going to write three, four, 57,000 bullet points. What about it? This is not true. I'm going to write bullet points. And then I'm going to cross off the ones that I think are true. And I'm really going to say, is that really true? Really? And I'm going to start crossing them off. Say, no, that one's kind of made up. Mm, no. I'm, and I might tap in with someone to say, okay, hey, I'm, I want to, I want to work through this. And the key is you have to continually, and I think for, for me personally, and I, I can't speak for Tammy, for me personally, I work under the assumption that I can. So again, we've talked about this in other podcasts, and, and I think this, what is the mindset, right? So oftentimes when you're an imposter syndrome mindset, you are saying, I can't. And you're looking at everything through the veil of this sucks. This is bad. I'm bad. And turning that kaleidoscope just a little bit and saying, okay, that's that's my first reaction. Forgive yourself for the first reaction. That's fine. And do you want to live with that point of view? And I would suggest if you're looking at the world and everything's negative, that perspective is one that you carry with you. And then you see the world in that spot. So let's turn it and say, let's look for what's right. What's right with me in terms of having been able to solve this kind of problem before? What have I done well? 
And when you start to examine the evidence from your achievements instead of your failures, not to be cocky, like we talked about in the beginning, not to be arrogant, to simply say, wait a minute, because here's the piece that I'm very sure of. I don't care if you are 20 or 90. If you go and you say, hey, what percentage of the decisions have I made in my life that have been really good decisions? What percentage of my life choices have been good life choices? And what you're going to find is that the vast majority of the things that you do are positive. And sure, you might have made a mistake here or there. Sometimes you pulled the trigger too quickly. Sometimes you waited too long. Sometimes you didn't read the tea leaves correctly. All right. But most of the time, every individual has made good and solid decisions and build on that history. What made that a good decision? How did I move forward in a situation like this? And remember that you probably are not a screw up. You're probably successful if you would just allow yourself to look at that evidence instead of looking at those few instances where you weren't at your best. Forgive yourself for the instances that you weren't on your best and build. Don't be satisfied. Don't stop. Build on the successes to help you continue to grow. Imposter syndrome is just you getting stuck in what hasn't worked instead of paying attention to what has. And once you've worked through it, there's then the element to say, how do you recognize the trigger that started it? Oh, Scott, I love that. Because if you can find that trigger and and get ahead of it before you get into that into that dip and into that rumination, now I can get ahead of it and start to use it across multiple scenarios versus that one scenario or that one situation so that you don't have this kind of repeating situation. No, you're right. Oftentimes when you go back and look, because I can tell you the places where I, I end up having less confidence, right? The places where I have more fear walking in, right? And it almost always is in situations where I'm going to go and interact with people who I think are smarter and more experienced than I am. And so that's my trigger. So identifying what is the trigger and then, right, finding a way to respond to that trigger in a more positive way. I can walk into that room and say, I'm not here to show them I'm the smartest. I'm here to bring the best out of them. And that changes the entire feeling of imposter syndrome. So you're absolutely right. That's great. What's your trigger? And then how do you reframe it? And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.